may be seated. So Merry Christmas to you still. I hope that your celebrations have been joy-filled and meaningful. It was just exactly one week ago that we gathered in this sanctuary and celebrated the birth of Jesus, that God is with us. There were live nativities as our children dressed up in character around the manger, and we lit candles, sharing the light of Christ and filling this space with an overwhelming sense of God's love for us. In the midst of all that has been hard and discouraging and despairing and tiring this year, it was a welcome moment of respite, providing peace and warmth. I am grateful that instead of being over on December 25th, Christmas is a season, a short one, only 12 days, but it is a season nonetheless, with its own rhythms and invitations. The Christmas season ends with Epiphany, a feast day, honoring the journey of the Magi who followed a star to meet the Christ child. It was a journey with suspicious beginnings. They were compelled as much by the corruption of the power of Herod's court as they were by their desire for liberation. I suspect that the journey was long and the path deserted, and I imagine that their nights were full of questions. This past week, the days of Christmas have been for me a reflection, connecting with friends, enjoying the mountains, and doing some dreaming for the year ahead. Though the coming months are sure to be marked by surprises, I want to enter the year with a sense of what I'd like the path to look like and where I am feeling drawn to go. As we travel toward Epiphany and savor these final days of Christmas, this is a good time to ponder where we are in our own journeys. This word epiphany comes from the Greek epiphaneia, which means manifestation or appearance. Anne Lamont tells in Traveling Mercies about a moment of epiphany following a health scare. She writes, the afternoon the doctor called to tell me that my mole was benign, Sam, her son, asked me if I was brave during the stitching. I said I was very brave. We were sitting outside looking at things, and it was as if the lighting director had turned the lights up to full force because all these small things were showing up more brightly. A yellow house finch, the tiny pink buds of a scraggly wild rose, the patch of ivy on our dirty blonde hill. There are moments of epiphany that enlighten our everyday experiences, that help us to see the goodness of the world that God has created, to see the best in those that surround us daily in our lives, to count our blessings, and to show us new ways to live and serve God. James Joyce, the Irish novelist and short story writer, called these poetic moments, often to referring to them, coining the term epiphanies. These epiphanies had double meaning for Joyce. One, as an epiphany that reveals truth 
and the other as a state of mind, a heightened sense of spiritual elation. There is the epiphany that comes to you, and there is the epiphany that is within you. Sometimes they're big moments, and sometimes they're little insights. But all of them are important, for they are shining God's anew in our life. God is always revealing God's self to us. The experience of meeting the Christ child was one that revealed a deeper truth. As the Magi embarked on a pilgrimage, leaving behind their familiar surroundings, they found new perspective. So similarly, today, we are disrupting our order of worship to open our hearts and our minds to fresh insights. Distinct from wanderers and tourists, those on pilgrimage respond to a call that is beyond themselves, leaving their homes and belongings to go more deeply into the mystery and wonder of God's presence and love. Through guided reflection of poetry and prose throughout the service, you're invited to reflect on the profound moments and revelations you've encountered in your own life journeys. Every poem is an epiphany, a manifestation of truth and beauty. And if you find your mind wandering or getting lost in your thoughts, it's okay. Go there, take the time that is needed to reflect on your life this year as we prepare yourself for the year ahead. Today, as we celebrate Epiphany, we enter into a story that invites us to follow stars, to pay attention to dreams, and to find light beyond familiar boundaries. Our gospel story challenges the notion that we have all the light that we need within our confines. There is the light beyond our inherited boundaries. And in the words of John Philip Newell, modern-day Celtic and mystic, he says that tragically, we have often been given the impression that we have all the light that we need within our nation, within our religious tradition, within our cultural inheritance. Given to complete the light we have received. This light is essential for the healing of the world. You are the wise ones. In the darkness and silence of the night, we have been awed by the stillness of a sleeping child full of promise. You are part of this beautiful light of God, called to shine for the healing of the world. We remember that Epiphany is not just about the Magi, but also about the holy, revelatory moments in our own lives that shimmer with love and truth. So allow each of our readings and reflections to guide you into the depth of your own journey, preparing you to stay alert to divine revelations for the coming year. Open your eyes and your ears and your spirits as we listen to the story of divine manifestation. Our gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? 
For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time that the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I too may go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went a star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. <laughs> 